welcome back to another episode of the oh oh my gosh i almost said fanboy comics podcast yes wow. it's not only me wow I almost, I almost, I almost pulled a freaking. I'm so mark. happy that we still don't know the name of our show <laughs> after like 60 episodes together. After a whole year, yeah. the Comic Book Legion podcast. Wow, that is that us. is awesome. Uh, that just means that I'm podcasting too much. Um, but how you doing, Mark? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's a good week. Um, I, I'm feeling very fortunate in the world of uh, nerdom, of gaming, Jeez, of gaming, dude. where I mean, I was able, to, I was very fortunate um, seeing the mass hysteria when it comes to to getting the PS5, and then it just so happened that I mean, I was telling Clay that well, I posted it on Twitter, uh, stating that I was like, yes, because I I announced that I also got the the Xbox, the the Series X, and he's like, wait, did you really get? Did you really get it? I'm like, yeah, I was actually I was actually heading to GameStop just because I wanted to put more money towards the PS5 just to like pay it off. Um, and it just so happened that the person next to me that was getting ready to go there, it looks like I guess like a significant other reserved the Xbox at a different location. So he was actually going there to cancel his reservation. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to jump on this. That is uh, awesome. So I happened to get the Series X by accident, really. And yeah, so I got it. And yeah, now I know where the last two years of my birthday slash like Hanukkah gifts are going. (laughs) Going towards video games because I am a child. Like I saw a TikTok the other day that was this like just big, huge, muscular dude in his giant truck or whatever. And he was like, ladies, if your man is nearing 30 and he is still playing video games run for the hills and i was just like man this guy never got invited to play mario kart like that's that's sad yeah, that's clearly what he, happened he's clearly never had like madden or fifa parties <laughs> you're 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 mario party and i'm a madden or like fifa <laughs> oh man dude i was gen- i i kid you not guys i send this screenshot to mark about the xbox so i had seen that almost i would say an hour and a half to two hours after the xbox pre-orders went live there was two thousand dollar uh bids on the on ebay for the xbox and i was like this can't be real this can't be real so for me, I do the same thing for comics. So to find what a comic is worth or what any item is worth, you go to eBay, you go to sold items, and then you kind of find the average there. And so I was looking, a lot of the Xboxes are only going for about double the price, about $800. But for some freaking reason, three people were bidding on one pre-order to the point where it got to five thousand dollars. Yeah, five thousand dollars, and I did the math. That is one thousand percent more than what he would have paid for the regular freaking Xbox. Why? Why? It's, it's it's the power of hype, man. Hype can make you do some really really I, really horrible things like that's 100 percent buyer's remorse like 
right when he submits it, there's no way that he feels good about the fact that he sees an account $5,000 less. Mark, you could tell me right now for $5,000, I could go for the entire filming of Zack Snyder's Justice League and I still wouldn't pay it. No, neither would I. Because that's $5,000. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it was, I think from like my birthday, like we had people at the house and they were so excited because of Mulan. And I'm like, guys, I'm not going to spend $30 to see freaking Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) So, but they were like so in the mood because like all my nephews and everyone was there. And I'm like, listen, if you guys want to see Mulan, I'm like, whatever, you guys can put it on and we can, we can watch it, but you guys are paying for it. So yeah, they ven- they Venmoed me thirty bucks and I got oh it, my God. which is a win for me because now I have the movie that everybody's paying for. I got it for free now on my Disney Plus. Well, I heard it was not all that great. It's and not, it's really not. There, there's a Mulan. I mean, I've never seen the 90- cartoon. I, I've never. Oh seen the my cartoon. gosh, dude! But my but Tim- my wife my wife told me that it it's a complete like they took away kind of like they, all the they took the away good everything. They yeah. took away everything apparently. And one of the big things was that they wanted to make this a little bit more realistic to the Mulan story. And in my mind, because everybody's like, wait, you're going to take away the dragon. You're going to take away Mushu. And in this reiteration, this live action, apparently there's a witch that turns herself into a falcon. And I'm like, wait, you're going to have a witch, but you're not going to have a dragon like no, no, they, a... they they show the phoenix, but it's it's more. I'm, I'm guessing that's Mushu, but in this case, it's more. You know, when you're watching, imagine like in Frozen Two when Elsa's hearing the voice. It's kind of like you're just seeing like a wind, and you're just following like the figure. It just so happens that wherever she's going, if she knows that she's being protected, you happen to see this really colorful phoenix-looking figure like flying around her but that's it like there's no there's no direct contact it's more like she's just looking over a mountain and she sees yeah i don't like like that i don't like that i don't like that no but (laughs) this is this is like the movie felt like i mean beautiful sceneries like the scenery landscaping gorgeous uh but yeah the movie felt really like if an american was trying to culture like culturize themselves and think that they're doing a great job just by getting the most famous people to make the most bland movie you have ever seen with see like i thought aquaman had weird mechanics where you can tell sometimes that they're definitely like on a, on a catapult thing moving yeah. them around uh this movie takes it to another level on how clunky certain well, things look what cuz here's the thing when i first saw it i immediately and this might be showing my age but I immediately thought of uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. Now, that movie was awesome. Yeah, it this was, movie's nothing like it, it. It was made by the same people who choreographed The Matrix. And yes. so it was like, okay, this is going to be legit. And so when I saw those movements in the first trailer, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be some Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit. Like, that's going to be amazing. But it apparently did not take that at all. No. It took, like, if there was... Like, imagine, like, a Zack Snyder fan that loves his slow-mo, but he has never filmed in his entire life. (laughs) (laughs) But they happen to give him a $1 million camera. 
that's oh my how God. that's how that's how it feels. <laughs> they're like they saw three hundred. They're like, oh my God, this is inspiring me. Give me a really good camera, please, and then you get a caca. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, but comics. Yeah, well, com- before before we jump into like actual comics, um, this Sunday or Saturday was Batman Day. Yes, it was. I I showed Abby Mask of the Phantasm for the very first time. Nice. What do you think? She actually liked it. Nice. And surprisingly, did it get did it get, did it get you like pumped for Batcat? It did get me pumped for Batcat. It really did. And the really cool thing was that I was able to keep my mouth shut because there's a lot of times where like I, especially with comic book movies, I'll have to pause it and explain things to her and do all this stuff. But I was able to keep my mouth shut and she was legitimately surprised by the Andrea Beaumont reveal for the Phantasm. Nice. So like she like twisted her head to me and was like, I never even thought it could be her. And I was like, that's so cool. Like just seeing seeing that reaction. Yeah, like, knowing, I feel knowing, like that was probably that me a, as a kid. Yeah, knowing that it's not like a, a gimme. Those are mm. those are always awesome. Yeah. That's why that's why I'm so against spoilers. I love the feeling of being no. Instead of yeah, going and, instead of going into something saying like so when is this going to happen? Yeah, and we will definitely talk about that with a book that we're going to be talking about today. But um other than that, we got some news this weekend. That the DC Universe app is going to be no more. But on the bright side, it is turning into the DC Universe Infinite app. Now, that is a huge mouthful. I think I'm just going to start calling it DC Infinite, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But it's going to have over 24,000 comics on there. All of the video media is going to be pushed to HBO Max. If you are an annual subscriber, you are going to get a $25 uh, voucher for the DC shop. And if you're a monthly subscriber, uh, you're going to uh, to the DC Universe today. If you're a subscriber today for the DC Universe app, whether it be annual or monthly, you're going to be giving a gift card basically to the DC shop. Monthly, you get a $10. And if you're an annual, you get $25. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, they are going to have the digital first books on there. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll be like to purchase. I think, uh, basically all the digital first that they've had, they're just going to move them to infinite, uh, sooner. So that way you don't have to wait until they go into print, but, uh, they are also going to have DC infinite originals. Nice. So. So not only will you get digital firsts, because I think they'll still keep the digital firsts for Comixology to where yeah. you can purchase for 99 cents. And then like after three to six months, they'll move to to the DC. Did they, did, they me- did they mention how long, you know how Marvel Unlimited is six months? It is six months now. Instead of okay. a year, it's going to be moved to six months. And because of that, I've actually heard more than about three people actually start considering whether they are going to start purchasing like regular monthly books and just wait for the DC infinite app to update every six months, which is pretty crazy to think about. 
Now, the, it all depends on, you know, how you are as a collector, how you are as a reader. If you are willing to try the, you know, to hold out for six months to not be spoiled and then read those books that you are wanting to read. But I think this move is quite possibly the biggest move DC could make right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been I've been telling a lot of people like in my circle, mainly from like the Nation of Nerd Days. Um, and I've been telling them, like, guys, this HBO Max, I mean, it, just wait because they kept on complaining in regards to the DCU app and like the content has been I'm like, oh, that's going to be moved to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I mean, DC from like inner circles, they were very disappointed with the the initial subscriptions that they had. Because they had less than like 500k, and yeah. they were and they were expecting to get into I think it was like three or four million. They yeah. thought people were going to love it. They thought Titans. I thought that they thought that Titan was going to be in it, but no, that was not the that was not the case at all. Uh, so I figured, and then you see the shows. You start seeing shows getting canceled, or you're seeing shoes shows moving. Like it was it was inevitable for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy that they're not closing it down and that they're going to dedicate more because the comic library. Well, I'll be honest with you. I saw two episodes of Titans. I realized this show blows and I canceled my subscription <laughs> because I figured because I figured any book that I wanted to read on the app, I have it anyways in single issues. Like Probably, if I wanted, yeah. if I wanted to go back, I mean, I, like I have it. So I was going there strictly for Titans. I was like, okay, this is like a crappy, gritty version of CW. I can't do it, and I canceled it immediately. And then, yeah, so like I've never gone back. But once it's officially just comics, if it is a six month thing, like I will do it. And the reason I will do it is because there are many books that right now, especially with the podcasting, that I'm not reading, but I would read it like if it's in a binge form. Because yeah, I, I sure. know that I know that I can dedicate on the weekend an hour and a half to read one day and just, you know, bang it out, boom, ten books, and I'm done. And I've and see, I've read like For me know, though, I'm I'm interested to see if they will ever add their black label line to that stuff. Because I think the only bl- technical black label thing that they have on there is uh, White Knight. They don't have Batman Damned. They don't have anything else. Well, I think they don't have those yet because those books are still selling really well. Yeah, probably. Like the black label, I think I, I think like DC might not want to admit it because they want, you know, obviously their continuity stuff to be the thing that matters the most. Yeah, but their black label stuff is pretty pr- critically acclaimed in terms of like the stuff that they've been bringing out there, um, and I think that they're gonna want to, you know, the the sales. I mean, I heard that like Harleen was one of the biggest sellers in terms of like how much that 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 graphic novel that hardcover is selling for. Oh, so yeah. I think that like you won't see those. I think for a while until like sales like die down. Probably, yeah. And, you know, I I think it's awesome, to be completely honest. I am right now binging uh, Batman the Animated Series. Um, it's going to be my very first uh, watch through. I've never I, seen I need the, to do that, man. I've, I've seen maybe like three episodes. 
I will same here because when I was a kid, my dad had only bought the, you know, and most people don't have this anymore. But in our days, whenever a TV show was moved to what we had then, which was VHSs, they didn't put entire seasons onto a VHS. It was like one to three episodes. Yeah. And then you had like a box set of like maybe six VHSs for like an entire season. I have those with, I, I still have my original VHSs of the Ninja Turtles. That's awesome. Yep. So I have, and you can find it. I have two, well, I had two Batman the Animated Series VHSs. And since I've been doing this rewatch, I have seen those episodes. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one I had on my VHS. Like, so I, I've been able to watch those. And the show is fun. Like, I, it's one of those shows that I'm able to just put in the background. And if I'm, like, really interested in an episode, I'll sit down and watch that one episode. But if not, I'll be able to, like, play my PS4 and watch it or, like, do laundry and watch it or whatever. It's, it's, it's a good background noise. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, honestly, it, that's that's how I've been the last maybe two years with The Office. For some reason, I just can't get off the show. Like, I, I just continuously love it. So I could be cooking <laughs> and I could be cooking and I have, you know, The Office on the side. I have something else. No, I have it. I have it on the side. Like, I've just rerun and people keep telling me like oh yeah you should check out like parks and rec or something i'm like but see like if i my do my wife parks is my wife is making me watch through parks and rec and it's actually really funny see the thing is like to do parks and rec now is like i have to sit to watch it yeah like when you just don't have the time like i know the show so i can just not have to watch but i you know that's like it's like muscle memory now yeah where i could just be like you know doing something and it's like dude there's sometimes i have the office on playing and I'm not even listening to while I'm playing Madden. Like, I'm not even listening to myself play the game. I'm just listening to the show. Because I'm like, you know what? This is more entertaining anyways. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, my, my, my son was playing uh, Fortnite yesterday. And he says that he saw that you sent a friend request. So I need, yes, to, I did. Accept, I need to accept you. Yes. Maybe. Because I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was playing and I actually got a friend request from the... Uh, legendary geek outs podcast uh, uh, Eric. Eric yeah uh, I actually had a friend request from him and but it wasn't a bearded geek or Eric it was his his PSN name and I was like who is that and I saw that it was a close friend friend request and I was like oh this is sketchy I'm just gonna accept it and then like because if you if you make it a close friend uh, request like actual pictures that you've uploaded come up and I saw that it was Eric and I was like, oh, OK, we're good. It's him. All right. Let's let's that's cool. And so uh, at that point, I was like, oh, man, I need to add Mark or he's going to keep complaining. So <laughs> I have it. I have a sticky note right here. And uh, I was like, OK, soups fan. All right. And click. Yep. So, so anyway, soups fan 44. That's what, that, was, that was that was my baseball number. So yeah. And then uh, my. If you course. if you hear like random three year olds screaming in the background, it's because I have my nephews are coming over and it's. Oh, I I heard them earlier. So no, no, like, that was my son screaming to tell my wife that they arrived. So I have <laughs> I have a nine year old, an eight year old, a six year old, and a two year old right now in the house. That's and awesome. they have no concept that I am in this room. So you might just hear random murder screams. 
and it's probably because a someone great. ate ch- is choking on an eraser. So just <laughs> so it's just <laughs> just in just in case if you're hearing murder, that's strings, awesome. Like it's okay. That's awesome. But uh, but yeah. So I you do need to add me so we can play something. Uh, but what do you think? of the books this week overall like just your was this a week that you were just like meh or did it actually surprise you i i I enjoyed the week overall uh i i think the reasons why i enjoyed it is because i mean i think it's well documented that we're i don't even know if it's that we're sour we're just not digging the direction of how flash has been going but a Mm. lot of people have been really enjoying thoroughly the this final arc uh, yeah. between the showdown of like Barry and the Flash family and Eobard. Uh, so I got, I came into it with low expectations knowing that, okay, this is the end mm-hmm. and hopefully I can get it. And it became something where I'm like, wow, the books that I was least interested in wanting to read were the ones that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. I will say, um, I was a little down. Uh, I was only able to catch Speed Metal out of the two Flash books. Okay. And there's a reference to, I believe, Flash in Speed Metal. So I think you're supposed to read Flash first and then Speed Metal. Uh, but overall, I think it was it was a good week. It was a little bit slower than what we've been getting. Uh, you know, with everything having to do with Joker War and Batman and, of course, metal overall. You know, it's very weird. Me and Juice from uh, Batman News Weekly, we were kind of talking. And metal, especially death metal, the sequel to it, it is very much a book that heavily relies on, on the uh, tie-ins rather than the forefront of the book being the actual series. Okay. You know, which that's different, but okay. It is different because, you know, you, you, you usually have a story where you're like, Hey, the tie-ins are just a fun part of the story, but you it's don't a, it's a fun companion. Them. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a fun companion. These Snyder has kind of like orchestrated it to the point where they're almost n- like always needed. Because something like a, uh, I know we didn't read it, but the Trinity Crisis. I was listening to Jim's podcast, the Weird Science Podcast, uh, and that book had large parts of story that should have been a part of the main book. So, and even in this, I feel who, like who, who wrote Trinity Crisis? Trinity Crisis was Snyder and Williamson. Okay. And Tenyon. It was a the trio. Okay. And here in Speed Metal, this is a little bit more of a companion piece because it has, of course, just to do with like Wally and the importance of him being, you know, the one to sit in the Mobius chair. But in a small way, I feel like that is very much needed. You know? No, I, I agree. Uh, but before we get into speed metal, go ahead and because you were actually able to read it, what do you think of uh Flash seven sixty two? 
Yeah, so flat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just hearing the the screaming, and it's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. So flash here, flash seven sixty two by again Joshua Williamson, Howard Porter, and Hi Fi on colors. Um, I I I enjoyed it. I thought that this this was kind of like the. I think again, yes, there are moments that like, and I'm sure you'll attest to that also in speed metal, that there are certain moments that you're like, okay, this is a little much, um, in terms of like, you know, them really trying to hone in on a specific, um, like theme and you kind of get that here, but I don't know why I kind of felt there's something about flash when flash is done right that it kind of gives you that feeling that you felt kind of like in the DC rebirth, like the first one, number one with Jeff Johns. Yeah. There's something like, Oh man, like you really want to cheer for them. And it's kind of, you really kind of like believe the characters. So here I kind of had, I kind of got that little butterfly feeling that you're like, Oh wow. Like I thoroughly enjoyed the writing. Now this story is again, it's all the same stuff that we always kind of get in a flash book, which is, who he is, what he's been through, what he's currently going through, and how he needs to overcome it. And it leads us to how the previous issue ended with uh, Barry remembering, well, not remembering, realizing that Eoborthon with this new power where he can kind of go into time and he can kind of maneuver uh, actions and he can kind of like push you into certain directions. So that when he realized like, okay, so you took this away from me. You are the reason why Wally did this. Like you have completely like, I guess it's just like another step. Like, wow, you have really like ruined my life. Yeah. And he ended that issue 761 by saying, I'm going to kill you. In this issue, he was able to catch up to uh, Thon. And he was at that moment where he screams like this must end. And he's right there. I mean, like he's kind of like in a, like he was in, in like next step mode. Okay. Like he was getting ready to do it. But when Eobor was come on, you know, like, come on, do it, do it, kill me. It was one of those moments that Barry, instead of doing what he's always done, which is run and uh and it's funny because I sent I sent you this picture. It's kind of like instead of just running towards and hating and hating and hating, he did something where I, I want to say it was like a flash war where Iris was just telling him like the importance of just stopping. Yeah. And just stop and realize now Iris never showed up in that, but it's kind of like it, it reminded me of that moment in flash war of how, whenever he gets to these moments, it's important to stop. And he actually did that, which completely threw off Thon. And he says like, you know, all my life, all I have ever done is hate you because of what you've done. But I realized that the only way for me to truly let you go is if I, if I forgive you. So he said, Eobard, I forgive you. And it's like a really, you know, like it's a beautiful, it's not a splash page, but you could tell it's one of those pages where the most time is done in terms of art to really hone in the impact of like that moment. Mm. And, you know, Eobard's like, what? Like you can't, like you cannot forgive me. Like, we are destined to hate each other forever. So he just charges. And Barry's like, you know, I'm sorry. I rejected you in the past. And he's like, no, our hate's forever. And he embraces him into a hug. And they have a (laughs) bromance. 
Yeah, kind right? of. Yeah. Invite them for a barbecue, and you know, it's <laughs> you know, that's it. They have pigs on a blanket. Uh, oh man. So there's, I mean, again, I because of the Flash, I really only care about the Flash, and I've mentioned this like on Twitter and stuff. Like, I whenever it's like involving the Flash family, I feel mm-hmm. like that's when it's at its best, and that's kind of like when I enjoy it. So if this is a power, or maybe he's done it in the past. Maybe I've seen it. I just don't remember it because my recollection sucks. But the flash, when the reverse flash was running to him, I guess Barry like was vibrating, where mm-hmm. he was actually able to, I guess, like remove the speed force. Like he, like he, like it's you, it's it's something that that has been like used before, but Barry at one point never wanted to do it because he thought it wasn't right for him to be taking others and technically it happened i believe through godspeed godspeed was stealing their power yeah like, but was it but was it but then i felt like with godspeed they never really truly showed it i feel like it was just implied but that's in it was implied that that's what they did because what they ended up doing to be fast enough quote unquote to defeat no yeah godspeed he was taking them during during the storms yeah yeah, I, I just don't remember seeing it. Though. That's why I was like, I don't really know if this is like a new thing. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, it, it has been implied. Well, that indeed ended up happening here, uh, where Barry's like, I'm giving you something that you took from me, which is peace. And you kind of just see with him saying his goodbyes, you're just seeing Eobard like leave existence. And it leads you now to the future, which is now like the 25th century. And what's Eoborthon? Eoborthon is the head tour guide of the Flash Museum. So now he's just there, and he's just like like he was always, like just a huge fan of the Flash. But this case, the reverse Flash is kind of like, um, let's just say when so, you when well, you watch like Coco, and you know like Ernesto de la Cruz, like everybody knew him. Because of the song "Remember Me," but then they realized, uh-huh. no, this was actually uh, his his grandfather, uh, Coco's husband, and now like Ernesto de Cruz is there. But now that you know his life is a lie, you're like you don't really know much about him. So now, like they know the Reverse Flash is was from what people say the Flash's greatest villain. They don't really have like historical facts. That doesn't make any sense. He just created a paradox. His mother should be alive and there should be another flashpoint. See, so like, for example, because um, I, I took this picture, uh, but I, I guess I never sent this one to you because I wanted to ask you this question uh, where it's let me let me read it here on my phone. So that is the reverse flash. Now, I'm sad to say, but a lot of information from the 21st century was lost in the great disaster, including the reverses flash's identity. But hold on, let me scroll here. But we do know that he played a significant role in the Flash's life. Some say he was his greatest enemy. So it's it's like they don't really know. They don't know his identity. They just know that he played an impact. But that's that's pretty much it. See, because that shouldn't work. That shouldn't work. Yes. And here's and here's the thing, because. The way even Eobard Thawne at one point saw himself was the fact that he created 
multiples of himself so much and ran through the speed force so much because he was basically dying multiple times throughout time because of those multiples or those uh, mirages or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And so he was, you know, there is this big epic thing during the button that he was always destined to die. And that Mm -hmm. was the whole reason why Dr. Manhattan, you know, vaporized him. And then he even came, came back from that. And so if Barry just takes away the speed force. And now Williamson is trying to say, oh, now Eobard was never the reverse flash. Then how does he become the reverse flash? And also do everything that he did. Like he just created a paradox that literally should have bigger implications. Yeah, but it's like, for example, like now it's one of those things like it's been implied, like, as you can see, that no one really knows. Like Barry still remembers everything. Yes. But you never really see if others remember because there is a moment which is a little odd where you're seeing Barry because after that happened, you kind of see him like running through time to kind of making sure that everything is back at its place and even though some things might look a little different it's still like the same like as it should be Mm -hmm. but there's a moment where i want to say it is someone that i don't i don't remember who this person who this uh this person was um which her name is like something macy and she's uh she's a like one of the neighbors that i'm guessing that she she must have passed and she died. But now here he is kind of like remembering. And it happens to be that she's like, she's back. Yeah. Like she's back into the the thick of things. And now everything's the same. But she's like, oh, well, tell your husband, you know, I just love his home and everything is great. And she goes, oh, well, I kept the Macy as my last name, but my husband's last name is Thon. And you kind of just see him walk away. And he just starts like laughing, so I'm like, okay, what? So like, like, there, there's moments where I mean, I guess like if you really want to dig into things, I think that these are one of those moments that I guess we're supposed to let comic books, comic book, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then there's and again, this is there's so many rogues that you know, there's some dude that looks like the Green Goblin meets Hobgoblin. I don't know if that's nice. like Trickster or something. But he's like in, based on the way the panels look, it kind of looks where it's kind of like wizardry, where there's like a lot of candles. So mm-hmm. it looks like, I don't know if maybe Williamson was working with the future writer, whoever, that guy Shinnick or something like that, who's going to mm-hmm. be taking over. I don't know if this is him teasing who the next villain is going to be in this upcoming story. Um, but yeah, it, it is one of those things that I'm, I am curious to see like how how this stuff is gonna how it's gonna work out and so yeah it's again so it it surpassed my expectations because i i liked the showdown i liked the intent of barry having closure instead of it feeling like the same old thing again and again and again so i I liked it i liked those moments uh but then there's some moments that bring a little bit of confusion but Mm. i think that and, and and it's it's tough when you have confusion and now the writer's gone. 
because you know those things will never be answered because why is it the responsibility of the new writer trying to fix your mess? Yeah. So, you know, these are just those things that I feel like you just have to let comic books comic book and, you know, <laughs> and just take it from there. I mean, I, I probably will go back to it again. You know, all I have to do is wait six months and then I can basically binge the flash from where we stopped reading it all the way until now and see if it makes yeah. sense. But I did read death metal speed metal. God, that's hold on. Dark Knight's death metal speed metal. That's God, a I mouthful titles. I hate these titles. Uh, you know, the very first part of this entire book is literally just the DC Universe Rebirth number one, uh, talking about how uh, Barry was the lightning rod to Wally. And Wally then explains how Dr. Manhattan messed with things, went, messed with the DC Universe. And I gotta then... be honest with you, I really, I was in love with the first like couple of pages with at the, first i the i think flash pages and everything yeah there's something about like dc when they're kind of doing like their historical multiverse timeline things where they do yeah, these gorgeous their history lessons are really fun i love how yeah. the artists really get creative and how they how they talk about it or how they and, portray and it, it. it's and what's cool is that it, they're also great in the movies mm-hmm like even in the movies, like they're historical, like when they're trying to give you a flashback, like they're all great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like the first page gives me the, you know, that little romanticized feeling of how you felt reading Rebirth number one yeah. and how Rebirth felt for you. And Rebirth was also something that brought so many people back to DC, not only new yep. readers, but brought people back. Uh, and then, you know, then you kind of see like the second page. I, I will say even the splash page with like the the Batman who laughs, I'm just like, Ugh, because I know like what he's brought to DC. <laughs> and so it kind of was like, Ugh. but I can't I can't knock Eddie Barrows because I feel like I haven't seen Eddie Barrows since his stuff with Detective Comics and Tinian. So yeah. it was just it was just really great to see him. Like I didn't realize I missed him this much. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, the art was great in this entire thing. Uh, but we, of course, get this. Uh, this actually comes from the uh, the third issue of Death Metal, where the Darkest Knight is chasing after uh, Wally, Barry, and Jay. And out of nowhere, Wallace comes in. He's like, hey, uh, I was just uh, trying to find my friends and uh, I've, I found you guys. Totally doesn't make any sense. But of course, they had to throw him in here somehow. It, it was it was one of those feelings. I'm like, oh god, are they just? Is this going to be an issue of them running? And you just happen to see little by little just the Flash family gathering for one final epic by like the most random appearances. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I thought the story was going to go once I saw how Wallace came out of nowhere. But again, I am I'm not reading Death Metal, so I don't know if Wallace plays a big part in the story or I don't, well, I don't know. As of right now. No, like the whole point is the fact that like all of the heroes were just found by the Trinity. 
Like okay. they, none of them have had like a big role in anything because they've all been prisoner. And now all of a sudden Wally's just like out and about, like it, it does, it literally doesn't make any sense, but all of a sudden they start to hear these like big ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And Jay's like, is that freaking war drums? And Wally's like, no, I recognize that it's zombified flashes. And I'm like, what the f- how how and i guess the booms are supposed to be the sound barriers breaking i that's that's what i thought i thought it was either that or it was considering when you see the horde of like the dark flashes and you see which i'm i'm guessing that's grod in the background so you like, think he's galloping yeah i i didn't know if it was like him doing you know, because they're kind of like on their four paws. Yeah. Or so I didn't know. Well, I don't even know. Do monkeys have paws? Like, I know they have hands. Hands and feet. They're four hind well, parts. They're limbs. Well, they, it is called a monkey's paw. Like, the the whole, like, okay. back and forth. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, I, I thought maybe the boom, boom, boom was maybe them going, you know, like him kind of like stomping or something. Yeah. But, it, but then when you see the first... Uh, dark flash kind of like the main one they're showing he kind of has like that bright light where i don't know if it's kind of like they're just teleporting like they're just booming in there like it's it's hard see, to I, describe yeah, like what they're doing yeah i see where you're going maybe it's some sort of boom tube but all in all this is all just for wally to use the what does he call it he calls it the speed force formula that uh johnny quick had or is it Jesse Quick? Johnny Quick, yeah. Johnny Quick had back in the day. And he stops time. And this all goes That's into That's a great this... splash page, though. It is. Like, take like away it... the math equation. It's just, it's it's a beautiful, like, that is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It, it, it looks awesome. I love the very, like, slight hint of the zombified flashes in the background. I like it. Yes. It's awesome. And, you know, this is all the way from back again, metal. Uh, Barry was saying that the speed force is depleting and that he's been running in order to hide from Perpetua, hide from the Batman who laughs, which in my mind was like, oh, so you wanted to just keep all the speed force to yourself, you greedy and selfish little, (laughs) you know, whatever. But... You know, they start to argue again. Wally get Wallace gets kind of like fed up with it. You know, we're referenced back to the uh, Speed Force War, whatever it was called back then. I the think Flash it was War. The Flash War. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Wally says, you know, this is what we need to do, you know, in regards to the Mobius chair. And... This is, of course, part of the history lesson that we got in the very beginning of the book. What you know, it was just a small glimmer of something that we have been missing with this whole entire story is like, how did everything go wrong? And the Mobius chair is something that was no longer in his possession. It was in the possession of the Batman who laughs, who didn't know how to use it because the Mobius chair is sentient and he can choose who and who does not sit on him. Yep. And the plan is to basically get the Mobius chair, use the, what is he, the anti-crisis power and 
to basically use that power with Wonder Woman because she'll know what to do with it. They're not mm-hmm. really saying what they'll use it for. And Wally and Barry have this heart to heart. And this is something that we have been getting over and over, even before freaking New 52 was a thing. Like this whole thing that Wally was a shadow. And I don't see how it's necessarily relevant to. And I understand it's more of this like, oh, Wally should be the Flash and Barry should, you know, just retire, whatever. There's a huge opinion on this entire thing. You know, there's a lot of people that say that, you know, Barry should have stayed dead and all of this other stuff. And we won't get into that. But it, you know, they they genuinely have a heart to heart about it. And, you know, it actually. One thing that really bothers me about this thing is the Batman who laughs or the darkest night apparently is still able to somewhat move while they're frozen in time. And he scratches them in some sort of capacity. And it changes their clothes. Big eye roll for me. Like, they're, the, the new clothes literally have nothing to do with the story. Nothing whatsoever. And it's this over-obsession with Snyder and Capullo and this whole theme of death metal that everybody needs to look like rock stars. But that's the entire purpose of having their costumes. They are superheroes. They're rock stars. You shouldn't need a leather jacket and chains. I would even say freaking Jay is wearing a denim jacket. That doesn't even look leather. True. And I'm just like, why? Like, why? It, it, it literally has no purpose. Like they literally just look at their clothes and they're like, okay, let's run. Like that, like they're they're. It's not like it gives them more power. It's not like it does anything to them. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I, when I saw it, when I got the thing, I was like, oh my gosh, like enough with these rock and rolls. Like, I mean, I love rock. I mean, that's like my favorite music, but like you're I kind of feel like it's just like spoofing these characters but it was kind of like when I was referencing in terms of like there's just like these beautiful heart-to-heart moments that are it's very flash but Mm -hmm. then I just feel like I've heard this story a gazillion times but instead of it being Wally it was like Wallace during rebirth but now Mm -hmm. I'm going back I just feel like oh god like same spiel but different face yeah, and I understand that maybe hearing it from Wally's voice, like Wallace Wally's mouth, might hold a different weight. But it, it, I mean, and it's true, like what he said. But it, um, but also, I was just kind of like tired of hearing it. I I don't understand this. Go this goes to me with like Batman and his rooftop talks. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many. I like how many times do you need to have that same conversation and reveal the same insecurities and the same like I just I don't know. But again, yeah. I think it it's all optics because, you know, people unfortunately now just like I feel like we're just dumber where I mean, you could just be you could be like lied to or we could be showing you something. But just because the optics look different 
you just buy it as like a completely new idea or something that's new. But like, if you're actually paying attention, you realize like, man, I've been see- hearing this and reading this a lot. Like, I don't care that Barry is dressed like Van Halen now. And, you know, it's Wally saying it like I've, I've heard this. Yeah. A hundred times that I'm just like, whatever, like, just take me to, you know, like, take me to the next time, like to the next part. Yeah. That's kind of so they they start they start running towards the Batman who laughs and the zombified flashes because they need to infiltrate the castle that has the Mobius chair and slowly each member of the Flash family start to like slow down to the point where they can't keep up with Barry and Wally. And then Wally starts to feel like he can't make it. And so Barry, Barry basically gives him his speed force, his, his, his speed. And again, unnecessary, but this one makes more sense because we knew in rebirth that, Wally had actually created his new suit via the speed force. Like that was like his new thing. And it was a cool idea. So what he did here while he was getting ripped apart by these other, you know, evil flash zombies is that he was using the speed force to change his costume. And he changed back to his original flash suit. And that was an amazing splash page. It was an amazing splash page. It was at this point where I texted you and I said, just a heads up, Kevin is probably going to text you and say, this is probably the best comic book that has ever been made because of this one splash page. I don't know if you. (laughs) I mean, I I could try going because, you know, as, as I mentioned, I don't know for those who have gone on Twitter. That I mentioned, I kind of just wanted to fo- like. I'm not closing my Twitter, but yeah, um, like it's still open and everything. And DMing, I'm yeah, still you're chatting. focusing on the the show yeah, page. Just, yeah, just want to f- concentrate because you know I I've just I've kind of completely left that on the back burner. Um, but he did write for sure. He's like, we gotta talk speed metal. Uh, he wrote he wrote other things. I don't want to be like going on and on, but he's yeah. And Th- Kevin, we love you. We're not making fun of you, but we just know that you love Wally. No, and we. Because I, I love your enthusiasm. That it's just, it's, yeah, it's amazing that it's just, yeah. But we know how you feel about Wally when he was the Flash and not just like Kid Flash or whatever. And so when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, this is Kevin's book. This is definitely Kevin's book." And but it was the very next page where I legit had to walk away for five minutes. Because Wally sits in the chair and says, hey, Batman, who tries too hard, too slow. And then he pulls up the rock and roll symbol with his hand. And I'm like, yep, that's enough for me. And I literally got Oh, my God. It's the rock. He did the horns up. I thought that he flipped him off. Dude, I thought the whole time that he was uh, was flipping the bird. Yeah, I thought that at first. Oh, man, this is even worse. But see, I thought he was flipping him off. And I was like, wait a minute. They will not have that in a book like this, especially with Snyder oh, really man. writing Batman like a jokey oh, like Batman. This and I'm like, horrible. so I looked at it again and I followed the fingers and I was like, that's the rock symbol. I need to leave. 
and I closed oh, my phone. Oh, no. What are you doing? I took an entire lap around my building at work before I came back to read it. No. I just... Dude, this is mind-blowing. I thought it was the middle finger, which was stupid enough. But now it's the... the oh, God, the no, horn. But see, but see, I could see that. I could see Wally being like, F you. And like completely like, you know, I, I can see somebody genuinely doing that. But can you genuinely run for your life playing musical chairs and look at somebody and say... Too slow. <laughs> God, I wish we were on YouTube so people could just see what you did. <laughs> oh, God. No, and this <sighs> is like with him not even knowing. Has Jay been ripped to shreds? I wonder what's happened into Wallace. Wait, Barry gave me his speed force. No, I'm going to no. freaking rock out, dude. This guy's Too like slow. straight up like Keanu. <laughs> and like Bill and Ted. Like, oh, God. <laughs> It's, Damn, it's so bad. Uh, like, why? There is no need. No need whatsoever. Like, I swear to God, uh, I understand that there is, like, these variant cover covers of, like, freaking Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, like, playing in a band with their, like, heavy metal instruments. I swear to God, if that's how this story ends, I'm going to throw freaking Snyder out of a building. Like I, through a window. I'm telling you I right can't now do that it. if DC Comics releases a statue, a DC collectible or something, oh no, well, that's getting canceled. But if they release a Wally West on the Mobius chair with the rock with the horns up sign, I will. I promise. This is a vow. I will quit DC for a year. God, like we'll have to change the entire thing of the show. But I promise you, if I see something that's stupid. I because oh God, I can't believe it. like this is as bad as like baby dark side doing it. Yeah. All right. I, just go ahead, man. I don't <laughs> even care anymore. Whatever. Flash family. He smiles. And, I you know, he, he, he goes to the, he, he goes into the speed force thinking that he's lost and then there's the Flash family, and they're like, hey, by the way, we found a pocket dimension, and we're safe here. And I'm like, I threw my phone again. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you you can't do this. You cannot make these things that's like, oh, we're safe. And I'm like, wait, you could have told me that, are you telling me that all of the heroes could have done this from the start, and everybody could have been safe? Until they made a legitimate plan, and then everything would have been okay. And oh my gosh, I don't know what kind of truck is passing my house, but it is loud. But yeah, they're like, hey, by the way, we found this doc pocket dimension. Everybody's safe. Wally's smiling. He sees the kids. He sees Jesse Quick, freaking uh, Bart. And him and Iris get really close. Like, really close. And I'm like, that is your aunt. Yes. Like, that is I mean, weird. He, he was close in that one page. He was closer to making out with Iris than he was like seeing Linda with with his wife. Yeah. That's super awkward. No, that's that's definitely like a spidey MJ pose. Like they're about to just 
Lock the lips. It's it's so weird. Speed incest. Ugh. That's the <laughs> that's the tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> but but they basically say, okay, we could hide here from now on. And Wally's like, nope, Batman who laughs is gonna find you. Well, if that was the case, how is the Batman who laughs? Why hasn't he already found you? Like it, it makes no sense. These these are the moments that you know. It's I understand that you just have to like comic book, comic book. But then there's a but then there's but then there's there's like like comic book, comic book. Like you know, like Superman punching someone and they go to space. But then there's just like you're just creating so many ridiculous things to fit a narrative you or just literally to... have to turn off your brain to read this book yeah because uh, there's a lot of thing and this is again the moments where you know there's moments that are i mean i personally enjoyed flash more um but i mean whatever you get the you you get the gist the and... book looks amazing oh it's gorgeous and that is why i read this book i love the way this book looks and again Wally, because now his new new suit is torn up, he goes back to the old one. Goes back to his blue suit. Well, it, it's kind of then... like it, it's like now he's like two flashes where you're either he's either using the powers of the anti life force or speed force, sorry, or mm-hmm. he's using the speed force. Yeah. So it's kind of like depending on the suit will determine which flash you're getting it's kind of like he's a, a he's a reversible flash <laughs> yeah where you could just use either side and it's going to work yeah and whatever but who care like and the other thing is like what was can't you travel sitting on the mobius chair i mean isn't that what metron has always done what was yeah. the purpose of him going to find the chair to not use it <laughs> and he he like what? Is, what if he's running and the chair just happens to get taken away, and he just doesn't realize it? He turns around. He's like, he, "Wait, where was the chair?" He going? attaches, he attaches the chair like it's some. Like, do you remember back in high school where you like had the tire attached to the rope, and then you like looped the rope around your waist, and then you ran? That's basically what he's doing with this chair. Yeah, and it, it, when I thought, I, 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 I thought of like in the episode in the office when Michael was ready to have a baby shower for Jan, but Jan already gave birth and she brought like, (laughs) (laughs) so they're like, Kevin is like, well, how are we going to have the games when the baby ruins it already? She's like, no, let's just play the games anyways. And they're like, well, what, what, what sex do you think it's going to be when the baby's literally in the room? (laughs) But they find out like the gift they bought her was a crib. No, not a crib, uh, uh, a stroller. Uh yeah, and Dwight, when he realized that it was a one thousand dollar stroller, he's like, "Well, that's more expensive than my whole bomb shelter." So let's see, this thing better be indestructible. So you see him like tying it to his his car, and he just starts driving and peeling off the roads, and that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Like Wally West is Dwight Schrute, and the Mobius chair is literally a baby stroller just getting tugged along the way. That is hilarious. Oh, man. So, which do you want to go to? Do you want to go to Aquaman, or do you want to go to Suicide Squad? 
you know what? I feel like Aquaman's going to be is going to be fast. Like at least faster cuz again these this isn't like a book that warrants like so much conversation. Yeah, on, on, honestly it doesn't. Like we can literally just say that Jackson helped uh I can't even remember the city that got attacked by the trench. No, he he's helped in, them. He's in he's in Zebel. Yeah, yeah, he he helped Zebel uh with the attack from the trench we get like a small little instance with aquaman in the beginning uh we learn a little bit more that like his grandfather is still like very like you can almost see a little bit of black manta in his grandfather you mm-hmm. know like with just the the overbearing and and very authoritative yes and we still have this like I, f- I personally feel that it's a little over the top. Uh, you know, this this relationship that Jackson and... And like Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. It, are having. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the thing. If I were to meet somebody... Now, I understand that I have been married for four years now. And I've been with Abby since... For six no for seven years i understand it's it's been a while since i played the game but i have never gone as hard as alway has with anybody like he is just straight up like really there and i feel like with most that's just like way too fast you know just like chill out like there there is a I mean, reason it's it's i mean it's you're, extremely forced you're not even on the first date yet like you can kind of say that the whole history lesson and like the statue and everything like, else hear, from like, the last God, issue like hearing poetry like i mean okay like maybe that's, that's not even the that's not even a date that's the hangout you got to get to the first date maybe it was uh, all that you know yeah uh, got to ease into it be it's smooth. Like, maybe it's like Michael Scott. It's love at first sight with my ears. <laughs> because because he didn't love him the first time he saw him, but the first time he heard when he heard someone speak, then Ooh, that's when he fell in God. love. So maybe it's just love at first sight, but with my ears. Basically. But yeah, it's, whatever. It's honestly, I think the the what I took out of this was Jackson, I mean, just what you're getting, you get this from, I felt like you could have just turned this into a Wallace West book and I would have felt like, okay, this is the same thing. Tired of people telling him what to do and he's going to just do what he believes is the right thing to do. And if you're too scared or if you don't have anything to contribute, then you could just leave me alone. But I'm tired of living behind people's shadows and figuring out who I am. I know who I am. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. They saved the day. And of course, the grandfather who was kind of like telling him to leave Zebel, it's, you know, he's being stupid and reckless. Um, he comes back, okay, you're right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And okay, he's getting ready to leave. Zebel is saved. And the grandfather is like, is that how you're really going to say goodbye? And then Jackson comes down and they have a kiss. And I'm just like, oh, God. And I'm like, I don't have an issue. It's just, it's, it's like, it doesn't feel warranted like if, at all. If if a stranger told that to me that we had been because my wife's not listening, she's not here. It's okay to say this. 
when I would have those random flirtatious moments with people that, you know, I had barely met, like, it's flirtatious. It's fun. You don't just, like, straight up be like, hey, now can I have some sugar? Hi, Abby. She's behind you. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, like, it's... it felt so awkward and it's just like i understand that this is possibly something that is culturally different for the fact that this is underwater culture and maybe i just need to learn more about that but you know like i said ease into it a little bit more like make it more natural it I, for me i think i would appreciate more them learning about each other them having an actual like growth in a relationship and then having that first kiss, that would be more meaningful than, hey, I want to see two pe- two men kiss on this comic. Like, I felt like that's what happened. Oh, absolutely. Because if somebody goes like, oh, so so who's who's away? Um, Zebel, I think he's a soldier. And he wears green. Um, Basically. And has hair. But, like, I know nothing of it, so it just means nothing. And then Jackson has been such a throwaway character that are we automatically, maybe if you love, like, Young Justice or something, but, like, are you just automatically with this specific character who was annoying when he was first uh, thrown into Rebirth to, like, just automatically care about, like, I don't. I don't. If anything, I found the most compelling is like this grandfather because I still don't understand what's his game. Like, is he good or like he to me, he's the most interesting. But anyways, I I liked how it ended with uh, Jackson uh, approaching his mom and kind of showing like, oh, I was here at Zebel. Look, I saw uh, grandpa and, you know, I heard his poetry. Like, I thought that was nice. I I kind of I mean, I don't really think anything's going to come of it. But even like the moment with uh, with Jackson approaching Black Manta and just saying like, listen, I didn't do what you wanted to do. I'm done taking over. You know, I'm, I'm done like kind of like taking this kind of game. And, you know, he's like, if anything, if you want to talk, you know where I am and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, I'll see. I'll see you around, son. And I'm like, OK, but again, I'm not I, I don't. I don't feel anything with with this book. Um, all I want to know is what was going on between Arthur and Mara. That to me is what was special. And I'm guessing that, you know, maybe Kelly soon needed the time to make her run end right because it seems like you know she is the one. Uh, she is the one you know that's kind of doing something that fans have been wanting. So I'm sure she wants to do that right. Yeah. Also, you know, who knows? Maybe she has future projects and she needs that time. So. You know, I was listening to uh, John's Word Balloon uh, do interview, do an interview with uh, Jerry Conway. And Jerry Conway has had some very interesting thoughts on how he thinks the publishing should work in Marvel and DC. And he gave this interesting take that like, and we talked about it on Batman News Weekly, but I want to get your thoughts that as of right now, there is literally no way for legitimate brand new readers that don't know anything about these characters to get into comics. And he thinks that every four, 
four to six years, there should be a reboot on everything with entirely new origin stories that can relate to people of the modern age. So, take for instance, our favorite character, Superman. He says, okay, you get the core values of that character. Okay, he is an alien. He was raised by, you know, basically foster parents. Uh, He struggled with the identity of being an alien and trying to fit into human characteristics, like human society. Let's just take those four values. Now create Superman with an entirely new origin that fits, that would relate to, let's say, your son. I, I, I don't agree with it. It makes it it makes zero sense to be completely I, I, honest. Well, I mean, I just think that if if you do that, then you are literally getting no connections between any generation. Well, that's that was the thing he said that like the back in the day, and he said this via the '60s, and I'm like, well, there's your problem. But he said that the core readership was from age 9 to 13. And he said to not alienate those that have been reading the comics, that all the monthly stuff would be generated towards newer readers. And for us, we would be getting 12-issue maxi-series slash graphic novels like once a month telling stories of stuff that we already know, like of like the older origins of characters so so we're like segregating uh universes and i i don't i don't i'm not no i i don't i don't like it's, that it's I a think... weird concept that like alienates whoever it is whether it be us or new readers it really doesn't bring us together as a community and... Well, absolutely not. If anything, it's going to create more division because, I mean, look at the division that we get right now when you say, who's Superman? And you're going to have one person say, no, it's Christopher Reeve. No, it's Cavill. No, it's Affleck. No, it's Bale. Like, no, I mean, you're going to get the same thing. I'm gonna like, no, Superman is Kryptonian. No, that's what he was back in the day. Now he's from New Jersey. No, that's stupid. Like you can't, you can't just <laughs> no. Like no, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think that if you are, first of all, I think that if you really want to know who someone is, then you're gonna end up doing the research. Like every comic book, true comic book fan, and you know, and their mamas when they want to get when they want to get into a comic book store, you start doing research. You start looking at, oh, what trades are there to buy? What connects with what and this and this and that? That's the fun part of comics is that that the history is so big that you could always go to your library if you don't want to spend the money and get rent, you know, rent out the trades and just read all of Death of Superman or something if you wanted to. Like, you can do that. That's the fun part of comics. And then if you're a good writer, maybe Conway... I mean, I know Conway's mainly done art, but I mean, Conway, I know he has written. Maybe he's just not, he's not good enough creatively anymore to come up with an own story. But there are writers till this day that can still bring something fresh to a character that is 80 years old. Why? Because they are a good writer. 
if you are used to writing just like puff crap and just like these little generic stories that are good just for status quo because the book needs to be out on a certain time, then hey, more power to you. You've made a living off that. But no, yeah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> like that's stupid. And yeah, now it, it may maybe well, I sound old it, because again, I'm I am I'm hardcore like I'm one of those guys with baseball right now that I'm mad that the National League has DH. I'm like, no, yeah. the pitchers should hit. Yeah. So may, maybe I'm just too much of an old school and I and I revere what was. Yeah. And I'm just someone oh, well, that the reason the reason why I brought it up is because he was giving examples of things to do and not to do. And he was like, oh, well, you know, for Spider-Man, he uh, he is a teenager. He meets Mary Jane. And then he was like, Aquaman, he never marries Mira. And and I was like, how dare you? Like, we are finally getting like ever so close. I don't think it's going to happen, by the way, because from the looks of it, what should be the wedding is going to be quite possibly Kelly Sudaconic's last issue in December. I think it's going to be a fake out, just like in Batman 15. Just FYI. I think it's going to be a fake out. And I'm just like, why can't people just understand that 80 years, 70 years, 60 years, 40 years, 10 years, 5 years is enough for a character to evolve and grow into something new like Aquaman. Aquaman can have a relationship. He can be the king of Atlantis and he can have a wife and he can have a baby. That's what happens in real life. For us who grow up with the characters, we're like, okay, he's a teenager. He's an adult. He's having a relationship. He's about to get married. Oh crap. He had a kid. I have like, you need to have those things that people can relate to because they're going to buy that book more because they relate to it. Yes. And same thing goes for Batman and Catwoman. They need to officially like be in a legitimate relationship and not be scared to put that in a comic. Like that's what needs to happen. No. And I, I, I agree. Cause can, can you imagine like someone wanting to read uh Batman, but now Batman is not in Gotham. He's like in Machu Picchu. And then someone wants to buy, like hush and they're like what's this gotham why yeah. is every book in from last year and from last year on going back in gotham why is batman and machu picchu like who who is this guy they're gonna be like this isn't batman like am i reading an actual book that's like in continuity they're like yeah because jerry conway wants new readers to not you know no no that's and, and I find it weird that like someone who's been in the comic genre for this long, maybe he's just bored because he doesn't get work. So he's just like, let's blow it all up. True. <laughs> he's like, let's blow it all up. And no, but Ugh. speaking of something new. Oh, and crap. technically we're not, even, we're not, not new. Even done. No, we're not. We got one more book. Jeez. We're almost done. But there is this little book called Suicide Squad, issue number nine. On the cover, this cover says Suicide Squad, and you see Deadshot with his mask full of blood, and it looks like a bullet's been through his eye. 
Now, this is His something good eye. that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is something that has been announced, but we won't say it because we'll get to it. Uh, basically, uh, the Suicide Squad gets some information on where Ted Cord is. Uh, you know, Harley and freaking uh, Floyd have this almost heartfelt conversation about you know being the last mission about they'll never have to be squad members anymore and the weird possibility that floyd might die like he has this weird feeling that you know in order to really get things done he might die yes and there is this conversation with his daughter that he has that's like hey just because i am who i am doesn't mean that you have to be who i am so you're not going to be learning how to shoot a gun. And uh, even she was like, well, that doesn't mean you have to be who you are. I need you to promise me not to kill anybody anymore. And he makes the promise. And on their way to this island that Ted Cord is at, they're having this conversation in the zebra sub with the force field underwater and even wink was like hey you made a promise to your little girl that you wouldn't kill anybody how are we supposed to do this without you killing anybody he's like hey just because i promised not to kill anybody doesn't mean that i didn't promise not to shoot anybody and then she calls him like maim shot or whatever which i think is really funny how they're you know they keep playing around with that name Mm -hmm. uh live shot and dog shot and you know things like that but they infiltrate this building. They're about to go after Cord, and who is there to save the day? Dun, Superman. Dun, dun. Yep. This was a surprise. I was not to see Superman. That. I was not expecting Superman at all. And he's in like such a very iconic pose with like Wink saying his name and like having that font. It looked very old school. I just it, I just love that entire page. It reminds me of uh like the Suicide Squad kills Justice League the, the video game when you have like uh King Shark he's like it's Superman the incredible Superman that saved the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. But you know they they get kind of pissed. They're like are you freaking kidding me? We went through all of that. All of that just so Superman could save the day. They're like, oh, no, F this. We're going to take him in. We're going to kill him. We're going to do all this stuff. And Superman's like, no, like he will answer for his crimes. We will do what we need to do as the Justice League and we will figure this stuff out. And they cool down Osita. They they all start to go like they all start to leave the room. And Floyd's like, you know what? I'll, I'll be there in a second. I just need to talk to Superman. And he's like, hey. I am a horrible, horrible role model for my daughter. But you, she admires you. You're an awesome guy. You're Superman. You're great. Um, can you uh, sign this little... And there's like a little magazine with like the whole Superman revealing himself as... Or, or Clark revealing himself as Superman. And he's like, can you sign this and like just like... You know, in, in name of my daughter or whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he starts to sign it. And Deadshot's like... He immediately gets the guys on the on the comms. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, we definitely need to get back up here. Uh, he says, everyone, we have a problem. 
He says, you made it look like uh, you came through the window, but there's no glass inside. Uh, it doesn't make any sense for Superman uh, to bind and gag a guy. Uh, and I never told you my daughter's name. And it does say Zoe mm -hmm. on the magazine. And all of a sudden, boom, a freaking gunshot goes through the magazine into Floyd's chest. And it's freaking black mask. Yes. Now. Did you know. That. I didn't figure this out until two days ago. So after I had already read this book. I found this out. This was. Lex Luthor's gift. To black mask. I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either, which the, definitely the, answers, yo, that's cool. Yeah, the uh, he gave him a gift to like, you know, uh, basically a disguising uh, technology. And so the really cool thing about that is that Tom Taylor wrote that also. So you can kind of see how Tom Taylor was planning that all the way through this time, which is also really cool. So... Which makes uh, you wonder, is that Ted Cord? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dun, dun, dun. But we see uh, Black Mass basically say, uh, you were right, Lawton. All the things you did, uh, it all caught up to you. And he shoots Lawton right in the head. You see the blood gushing out of the head while they're falling out of the window. And... Ted Cord is also falling. Dude, you cannot like he he cannot be alive. Comics. Comics, yes. But a gunshot to the head at almost point blank. Like look where that gun was in conjecture to how far the barrel is to his face. No, no, no I, I, I agree, <laughs> but <laughs> see, I need to, I have to stop watching <clears throat> the office because whenever I see, I just start putting office references like in the threat level midnight when he's like, it's going to take more than a gunshot to my, <laughs> to the head, brain, heart, and my balls to kill Michael Scarn. <laughs> so I, I was going to say something like that <laughs> in reference oh to Deadshot. But I mean, yeah, in theory, yeah, the dude should be dead. The uh, dude is dead. And and I mean I don't know why. Maybe it's the way it's drawn, but it that doesn't look like a regular nine millimeter. Like that looks like those magnums or something. Yeah, it like, looks like a magnum. So honestly, his head should be gone. Yeah, like he should have a pretty big hole in his head, but um, who knows? It might be one of those stupid things where, like, you know, the glass thing is going to, like, it has, like, it protected him or something. It'll be something stupid where you're going to be like, come on, man. If they do that, I will actually be super pissed. Like, do you understand how strong, like, that's to be that that thing protected his freaking eye from that range? Yeah, exactly. For, like, a 50 caliber freaking bullet? Like... I don't know, man. It was nth I... metal. Shut up. Uh, 
I don't know, man. Like, you know he's going to come back sooner or later, and it's going to be like his eyes are going to be great. He might be a little cross-eyed, but I mean, like, it's oh, beside- God. <laughs> it's just like cross-shot, you know, like, who knows? But I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, it was a cool twist. And I went in because of the gift and, you know, that whole Snyder Luther run. I mean, I did kind of like pick my pick, which gift the one shots I wanted to read. So I guess mm-hmm. I must have not read one that had black mask in it, but I will say cool. And it's a nice yeah. little twist. And now you don't really know who's who in what you've seen. So I dig it. It'll so be I'm interesting. Like, okay. It'll definitely be interesting to see like how this will end. It only has two more issues. Yeah. It says next dead shot shot dead. Um, so we will see how that is. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, that is it. That is the podcast. That we is are all the books done. for this week. Uh, of course, we are part of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, so please go check out all of their shows. Um, we have a plethora of comic nerdy-related content, so go check them out. Um, R.I.P. to Indie Alley. They're no longer doing their, oh. their thing with the indie books. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Apparently, we were just so great that we, you know, they just, they're done. Oof. That's not what it is. But, yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, it it, it was sad to see, you know, a good show go. But, yeah, they, they're, they finished up. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be hearing Fred and Andrew and stuff in the future. They'll make a comeback. But if Don't not, I mean, there's plenty of shows to listen to what they have done. And, you know, just maybe it'll be like Jerry Conway and Fred will just come back as Federico. And, you know, they'll just come <laughs> back as new characters and new origins. And, you know, something oh, man, stupid. It, it... Don't get me wrong. I feel like there is a giant audience that DC is missing out on. But that is due to their marketing, not the origins of these characters. D- DC Comics needs to see I know they hired like some dude from like GameSpot or I don't IGN or I don't know who it was. I don't remember. Uh, it was uh, Blizzard. From Blizzard. Okay. That's Warcraft, right? Yep. Okay. See, I feel like they need to go into the school of Whoever took control of like the HBO Max Twitter, yeah, after the announcement, and they just like I'm not I'm not a guy like give me fan service, like don't like pander to me because I mm-hmm. that's annoying. Like I don't want to be I don't only want what I want because then you know sooner or later you're not gonna want it. My minds change all the time, but yeah. I do like knowing like yo we are listening. We're interacting. It's not like, you know, it's not just like one little thing. Like, no, build something, build a community. I like there. It doesn't feel like DC has a community. It's more like, so what are you reading? And then you never hear from them. They never post. They never reply. They never do anything. They're just like, oh, it's it's very. It just feels like it's one hundred percent transactional, instead of kind of like a like a partnership kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I I think that if you get People like Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, freaking Ray Fisher, um, even voice actors from the cartoons 
to like go to schools when it is safe during book fairs and promote freaking graphic novels and teen novels, things like that, that would get the hearts of kids and parents who are like, DC cares about my children's reading. Let's go buy some comics, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, that's, I, I feel like we could have a conversation that could last like hours on this, but, uh, with that, we are going to end the show. Of course, we will be back next week. I think next week we have three Jokers number two. Uh, I was so. I was just gonna say, keep you know keep an eye out on Twitter because apparently for some reason, I've seen people already talking about that something is has been leaked, and apparently it's going to drive people crazy. And leaked are, on and, the for the book. Yeah, like it's already been leaked on Twitter. Jeez! So we people have another are, like six hours for the books to hit. Yeah, our so people so people are already like cancel DC and uh, so. Oh God, this is going to be the Barbara story, probably. With quite that kind, possibly. So That's it might be, be something like that, or who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe All it's right. going to be. Maybe it'll be like. Oh no! Yeah, because we're thinking it's going to be like killing. Jo- oh God! Oh great! We're going to have the triggered fans. Mm-hmm. Awesome! All right. Well, then you can find me at cb underscore legion. That's right. Just I'm going to be. I mean, Clay's going to be posting there. I saw that he already called me out, waiting for me, and he was bored, <laughs> ass. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to be there, just kind of focusing some more time and just kind of promoting the show. Just you know that that's on me. Uh, I just haven't really put too much time on it uh so i just want to take care of that i mean again you could go to mark reads comics and but i'm really just going to be dming there just because i am a commissioner of multiple fantasy leagues and i have just a lot of you know like listeners that i just instead of being on the timeline i do it through dms so that that'll be open but yeah to mainly get a hold of us in the page yeah go to cb underscore legion or you could reach out to clay at fanboy clay on twitter uh, yep. And I believe it's the same for Instagram and. Yep. And PSN then uh, Fanboy and... Clay 10 for PlayStation. For PlayStation. So Fanboy Clay 10, huh? Pun. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> so, with that being said, we thank you again for listening and sharing and conversing and all that you do. But we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. All right. See you guys later. <laughs>